This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Blue wire. The Detroit Pistons select Sekou Dubuya. The boy gets run off the line. Down the lane. My goodness. Look at that. Pistons come right back at him with a bruise. Oh, jam. This is to Luke for the long gun. It goes. Welcome to Pistons versus Everybody, the Detroit Pistons podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lazarus Jackson. And the Pistons fell two spots in the draft lottery and will pick seventh in the 2020 NBA draft. Like, that's not actually... Okay, this is below expectations. Yes, it is below statistical expectations. But I don't know, man. Like, you guys, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen me, like, tweet out, like, what I've been dreaming about. (laughs) And I know, like, one man's dreams are not... uh, any sort of like indicator as to what was going to happen in the NBA draft. But like, yeah, man, I didn't, I just like never got a sense that the the Pistons were moving, moving up in this year's draft and they didn't. And like it, it kind of, it is what it is, right? Can't, can't fight math. Um, So before we like really get into um, an examination of how the lottery shook out or, uh, how sad any any further examination of how sad Pistons fans should be that they fell two spots in the lottery. I want to talk a little bit about Troy Weaver, right? Like this is this type of situation is exactly why it was so great that the Pistons were able to maneuver their franchise situation into a place where you could have somebody like Troy Weaver want to run your team. The Troy Weaver has made his bones in the NBA draft. And so if there is anyone who uh, around the league, like you would trust to be able to find the talent that the Pistons need to uh, hit escape velocity and, and, you know, start to turn the franchise around uh, like it it would be Troy Weaver. And so like, this is, (laughs) this, this is like the first big decision Troy like really gets to make as the guy in charge of the Detroit Pistons. And so I like, I'm like, no matter what happens, right? Like I, they, they could have picked first and I would have trusted what he was doing. They could have picked, you know, third and I would have trusted what he was doing. They could have picked ninth and I'd still trust that like, because Troy Weaver's in charge, like he knows what he's doing and they're going to pick seventh. And I still trust Troy Weaver to know who is best for the team at that slot and select them. You know, um, so yeah, like that, that's the main thing to me, right? Like if the process is sound, you don't have to worry about ups and downs in the road like this. Like you don't have to, you don't have to worry as much. You don't have to stake, you don't have to stake all your hopes on the, what, like 
14.5% chance that you get the top pick in the NBA draft. Like, no, you, the way you build a team is by, like, actually building a team, right? You build a culture, you bring in talented players, um, and there will be talented players available in this draft at the seventh pick, and it's, and it's going to be up to Troy Weaver to find them, and I have every confidence that he will. And so I'm, I'm going to stop repeating myself, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I, I trust Troy Weaver and you should do. Okay. The, the second thing I really wanted to talk about was LaMelo ball. Uh, I know a lot of Pistons fans were very excited about the potential of getting a shot at LaMelo ball. It is with, with the fall in the draft. It is highly unlikely, not impossible, but highly unlikely, highly, highly highly unlikely that uh, LaMelo Ball will be a Detroit Piston and like that's that's okay right like again the top of this year's draft was always kind of iffy there are three individual players in Anthony Edwards LaMelo Ball and James Wiseman who are thought of as the most like talented players in the class I think that's fair to say um but there are like enormous question marks surrounding each of those guys which is why you I don't think you saw like the the level of anticipation around this draft lottery that you are are used to, right? Especially in comparison to like last year, right? With the potential of getting Zion Williamson, like everybody was was very interested in that possibility. And even like uh, you know after Ja had his uh, breakout game against Florida State in the tournament, I think there was a lot of excitement around him. Um, you know, with coronavirus, with COVID, there seemed a lot of that excitement. Like we didn't get to see, there were no tournament games this year. We didn't get to, you know, see these guys perform on the big stage. Like LaMelo was uh, injured in Australia. So he didn't even finish out his season. You know, Wiseman only played three games at Memphis because of some NCAA stuff. Um, and so like the, the level of anticipation at the top of this draft is just like lower, but I think there's a like a very large segment of Pistons like fandom that had like kind of absorbed Lamella Ball as like the the last true hope for Detroit, and you know I never really subscribed fully to that theory, but I understood it, and I honestly respected it. Um, and now that we know that it's highly unlikely that that won't be the case, like I invite Pistons fans to kind of like you know. This is Detroit, right? Roll up our sleeves and get to work, and like try and figure out like who the the next like guy should be. This is not. We don't get like saviors in Detroit, right? I mean, like even even if you thought Lamelo was was gonna be a savior, like that that's not happening. And so now we like we there are no more saviors, right? There are no gods at seven. They're just men. And so, like, now you got to build a – now you got to figure out a team of men that can come together and become something greater than themselves. And I think that's I think that's eminently possible. Um, and I think that's what – I think that if that's successful, like, fans don't mind, right? Like, I was reading – I was reading this subreddit thread in the uh, Detroit Pistons subreddit. Um, I know I've crapped on the subreddit in the past. Um, yeah. But they occasionally have good content, and so there was a there was a ticket rep, ticket sales rep who was working for the Pistons who was asking, like going on Reddit and just like asking fans like, hey, like, what, what would make you buy some tickets, right? Like, what 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 would you guys like? What would people want to see? And he had a bunch of criteria. I'm assuming it's a he, it could be a she, 
Um, but they, they had a bunch of criteria or, you know, questions for fans and, you know, reading the responses. And this is like one of the more highly commented threads uh, on that subreddit in the, in a good long while. And so like going through the comments, I was struck by the number of fans who were like, Hey, like, yeah, if the, if the Pistons got like the new hot kid on the block, like that would be great. Like, sure. But yeah, I'm not buying tickets until they win some games. Like the, the, the fans don't really care about who's on the team as much as they care about if the team is winning or not, or they, it's not even if the team is winning or not. It's that, you know, going to a game is such a heavy financial investment, especially like during these trying time uh, during during like coronavirus and everything when it's not even like we're not even sure if we're going to have fans in arena but you know even prior right like if you take a family of four to a game that's a like a full night's investment um parking food and everything that's like that's hundreds of dollars right and so you want a and you're the return on that investment that you're hoping for is like a competitive basketball game that your team wins and so like Yes, it's really cool if LaMelo throws, like, two 60-foot outlet passes. Or it's really cool if, like, Blake does, like, two, like, step-back threes and, like, dunks on a guy. But what fans really care about is, is if they win the game or not. And so, like, you know, that... Uh, and so, like, getting the top pick in the draft didn't matter as much to fans who had already bought tickets and, and what they were going to buy, if they if they were going to buy tickets or not. Uh, in the future. And so when, when you keep that in mind, right? Like when you ask yourself, like why the Pistons aren't willing to do a full, like process style trade, everything that's not nailed down, grab four first round picks and future drafts and like six second round picks like that. That's why, because the team is looking at the fan base and they're like, Hey, this fan base will not support a team that they feel like does not have a chance to win, uh, on, on a, on any given night. And, you know, like, like I said, we don't even know if there will get to be fans in the seats uh, this season. Um, but if but I think like that's that's healthy on the part of the fans. And I think that's a good thing on the part of the team that they are in alignment with their fans uh, and building a culture of winning basketball and then occasionally like winning some games. Right. Can't win 19 games. Um, and, you know, as we saw tonight in the lottery, you know, winning a low number of games is not a guarantor of a, of a high draft pick, you know, for the, you know, I think for the second year in a row, we had like a big lottery jump this year. I think it was the bulls, right? The bulls had pretty poor odds and they're in the top four. Um, no, it was, no, it was the Hornets. the bulls and the Hornets, the bulls and the Hornets had, uh, the Hornets like almost made the bubble, right? Like they were still kind of fighting it out for the, for the, final playoff spots and they were a competitive team all year and you know they they're rewarded with the third pick in this year's draft um so yeah like i uh, i think you know putting and putting in the effort to put a competitive team on the floor will be rewarded by the fan base and as we're seeing in the last couple of drafts it will be rewarded by the league in the form of you know you know improved lottery odds and the i think the the league is pleased that the improved lottery odds have uh, kind of de- de-incentivized the like full teardown style of uh, of like the process Sixers, 
Um, I think that the league views that as a success. And, you know, I do too. You know, I read, I read, we're, we're a little, we're going to go a little bit off topic here, but we, I read the, the process book by uh Yaron Weitzman, I think is is tanking to the top. And it was very interesting to go through and see like all the, uh, all the things that were wrong with the Sixers kind of behind the scenes, as well as like on the court um, while they were losing games and uh, how much that like affected, you know, individual players, how much that like altered the trajectory of some guys careers. Really. Um, you think about a guy like Nerlens Noel, right? Like he was there, there were stories in there about how permissive the team was uh, with him. And you can imagine how in a team that's like, you know, not in a team that's more concerned with producing uh, like semi relative, like winning basketball, how some of his behaviors like wouldn't have been acceptable. And like, maybe that puts his career on a different path, right? There's a lot of talk about uh, all the, like the, the churning through of all the undrafted free agent stuff guys and like how that poisoned the well with various agents and how like Sam Hinkie didn't really care about that. And um, it just, it really, impressed on me the uh the importance with 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 which everyone in the nba is like looking out for themselves um but it also impressed on me like how the nba is like just really like anything else right like you you have to know people you can't you can't just know what you're talking about you have to also have to know people and communicate with people and and work with people and that's not to say like sam hickey was bad at that but um, I definitely think there was like a level of glad handing that he was unwilling to do that would have perhaps uh, saved his job. But we're not really here to talk about the process Sixers. We're here to talk about the Detroit Pistons. And and so we can move on to the next thing, which is like the way the lottery shook out. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back with the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels let you never miss your favorite teams and your favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore, so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to give you the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device. When Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments, he created TheraOne to to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler, and fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the U.S., and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for target relief, 
and a sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now, through Labor Day, which is Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something that TheraOne is likely to do again, but if you buy one, you get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire. But only only until Labor Day. Go right now, theragun.com slash blue wire. Okay, so the I'm not going to go past seven because you don't care, but I will say the Knicks getting eight is hilarious. Just, just pure, unadulterated hilarity. They are so screwed. Uh, anyway, number one pick goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number two pick uh, to the Golden State Warriors. Number three pick to the Charlotte Hornets. Number four pick to the Chicago Bulls. Number five pick to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The number six pick goes to the Atlanta Hawks. And the seventh pick goes to your Detroit Pistons. Okay. Quick mock draft. Um, you uh, just like I'm staring at a, like a legal pad right now with, with the guys uh, mocked up. Uh, you figure like the Wolves have Cat uh, and D'Angelo. They don't really need a point guard, but they could use another like wing type guy. And I think they could convince themselves that Anthony Edwards would be that guy. So there, you know, there's Anthony Edwards, um, warriors. I don't have a great sense of what the warriors want. Um, there's like ostensibly been all the interest and stuff in centers. Um, with, with the way that their team is currently constructed, I think like a center is probably good for them. Like they don't like if they, if they draft a guard, that dude's going to play behind Steph. And we saw like, or they're going to try and like jam him in, jam him in with Steph. And we saw that that experiment like didn't really work with D'Angelo Russell. And it's not like the Warriors have any like plus ball handlers that like they're not playing right now. So like they could use an extra ball handler coming off the bench, right? Like they, they've had guys like, um, uh, like Sean Livingston and the Brazilian dude whose name is escaping me. That was like, that was important for them in their championship runs. Oh man. That's going to bother me. He played for the, I think he played for the Spurs too. Like, I, I loved how fast that guy was. Um, but I, I have them picking James Wiseman. I have the dubs picking James Wiseman more or less. Um, you look at the Hornets. Hornets uh, have put that, you know, they put together a really solid team this year. They don't really have any like holes holes. They don't have any like super big glaring holes on their roster. Um, but they just need talent. And the best talent on the board at that spot is LaMelo Ball. And so I think they take Lamelo, and that'll be that'll be interesting for me as someone who lives in North Carolina and gets to watch a bunch of Hornets games. Um, but and how the interplay between Lamelo and Devontae Graham I think would be really interesting. Um, Graham like turned himself; he was the uh, most improved player candidate. I don't think he made the ballot, but he was like definitely one of the most improved players uh, in the league, and he did that by shooting a ton of off the dribble threes and making them at a fairly good rate and passing the ball and so you know that's a guy who is a pretty good catch and shoot shooter but like didn't do that a bunch this year it's like with Lamelo having the ball all the time like maybe he gets to slide down make a bunch more catch and shoot three still utilize the side pick and roll vision off advantage type of thing that'd be interesting um the bulls the bulls at four i think is like the swing spot for this draft um like after that Things start to get kind of dicey. The Bulls need wings. Um, we don't know who the coach of the Chicago Bulls is right now. 
It seems like that would be important for trying to figure out what style of basketball they would like to play. And so, yeah, I don't know what to do with the Bulls. Uh, I had them taking Denny Abdia, Abdia, just because he's like, they need wings. Denny is sort of a wing. And um, that would be, that'd be an interesting fit. I think, like, could he play next to Mark and, and, and Wendell Carter Jr.? I think so. Um, but I don't think like his, and I think like his ability to play make and grab and go would be, would be well suited to playing with those guys. But you worry about like the, the backcourt, right? You worry about like if he's grabbing going, like Zach Levine's not getting his shots and how does Zach Levine feel about that? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, they need a wing. Denny's right there. They take a wing. Cavs. Cavs are interesting, right? The Cavs don't want to take a guard. They have taken guards in the last couple of drafts, and now they have a guard pileup between Colin Sexton, uh, Darius Garland, and Kevin Porter Jr., the name that kind of echoes across Pistons fandom as should have been a Piston. Um, <laughs> but, like, you, you can't really add a guard to that mix. It alters the development time for each of those guys. It, it, le- it lessens it in a in a meaningful way. And so I think it's, I think it's good for them to get a wing, basically. Um, after... Like I, I think the Cavs like Denny a lot, but I think the Bulls. I, I had the Bulls just grabbing him in this fake mock I'm doing off the top of my head, and so like I think the Cavs are kind of stuck. Um, I have them taking Isaac Okoro. Um, you could see a world in which they take um, like a Devin Vassell or something that would be good. They were a really bad defensive team last year, and Vassell would help with that. Okoro also helps with that. Um, you could see, I could see them taking Anyeka Kongwu. Um, they, the Andre Drummond's uh, trade opt-out, opt-in situation is uh, pretty weird in Cleveland right now. There was like, there was a report on a, on a Locked On Cavs that he said he was opting out, but it doesn't make any sort of sense for him to opt out. So why would he do that? Who knows? There were some tweets uh, earlier this week in support of retaining Tristan Thompson from I think Larry Nance Jr. and Kevin Love. Um, and so like if the Cavs like listen to their players and re-sign Tristan and uh, Andre Opsin and then they drafted Kongwu, that's and add that to the front court that they were playing of like Drummond, Love and uh and Larry Nance, like that's already like eight dudes in the front court, which is not the way you want to build an NBA team. You have like eight dudes in the front court, three guards and like <laughs> so you just play like two point cards and three bigs at all times. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty funny. Um, but yeah, the, the, so yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for the cast to take a wing here. So that I have them taking uh, Isaac Okoro. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta, I don't know what Atlanta needs. Um, I know there were a lot of reports that Atlanta is like supremely fascinated uh, with LaMelo Ball. That's probably not going to happen. Um, Anthony Edwards is from Georgia and I think wanted to play for the Hawks that is not going to happen and so if you're the hawks i would hope you're looking for players that continue to complement trey young and accentuate uh what he does right uh, they don't they already draft or they made a big trade for clint capella so they don't really like need a center so you can't really mock a kongwu to them um and so like yeah i, I had them taking killian hayes there um just as a guy who can pass and distribute and, and play off Trey or uh, and, and compliment Trey and a guy who can run the offense in his own right. The The Hawks really struggled 
when Trey sat this year because like they're for for a good chunk of the season their backup point guard was Evan Turner. Like that, that is not how you do things uh, in the NBA in 2020. So yeah, the, so then that leaves us with the Pistons at seven. Um, Pistons have and you know again. You know, you don't get LaMelo or Ant. I know people are really excited about getting LaMelo or Ant. But Pistons have a lot of options at seven. Um, They could take Tyrese Halliburton, a name that I keep hearing is flying up draft boards. I I really don't see it. Like, like you could see there's a possibility that, like, Halliburton could go two to the Warriors just because he'd be such a good compliment for those guys. But, like... Tyrese Halliburton is like not a traditional number two overall pick. So that just feels weird to me. Um, but I know Halliburton has a lot of fans in the front office of Detroit. Um, I know he has a lot of fans in front offices around the league. Um, he's not a guy who I think particularly cares where he gets to play. And so like, he'd be fine coming to Detroit. And so like, that's who I would mock to Detroit right now is Tyrese Halliburton. You know, other options at seven would be Devin Bissell who I talked about a little bit earlier, that would be um, another wing, a really good team defender, a 40% shooter from three over the last couple of years at Florida state, a guy who could come in and play right away because of the impact he would make defensively. Um, and a guy who I think would be useful in the way that uh, Mikhail Bridges has been really useful for the Phoenix Suns, just as a, a team defender uh, on the ball defender and a guy who makes open shots like those, those, those type of guys find ways to play during the playoffs, which is like what I'm watching every day is like you, you see those guys play in the playoffs. And so it wouldn't be bad to take uh, a Devin Vassell. Uh, other options include uh, his teammate at Florida state, Patrick Williams. Um, Patrick Williams is also a guy who I saw was a little bit rising up draft boards. Um, another wing, less, less ball, like less of a ball hander shot creator type of guy, but like a very good frame. Um, very poor distributor, but great defender, uh, was able to like get to his shot really easily. You wonder if you wonder about how much you can bring that aspect of his game out to make him into a guy who can perhaps like handle a larger offensive load, uh, in a way that like other wings are able to. And, and that would make, that makes him really interesting uh, when you combine that with like the physical tools he has to offer. And so, like, yeah, you, you know, I'd be interested in Patrick Williams at seven. Um, who else? Uh, Tyrese Maxey is a guy that uh, I think I, w- I, I personally would be interested in at seven, but I don't know if uh, if the Pistons would just because I don't think he's he's projected to be picked around there. Um, you look at a guy like Kira Lewis out of Alabama. Uh, Steve Steve Henson of Detroit Bad Boys just had Kira Lewis number one on his big board. Um, like Lewis is a bit more of like a traditional point guard than Halliburton in the way that he can create his own shot um, off the dribble and he can distribute in a way that in a, in a manner that's more like typical of what he just in at Alabama, he distributed in a way that you see NBA point guards do. And so it's easy to imagine like how he facilitates an offense at, at the NBA level. Um, uh, the, another point guard, you know, Cole Anthony out of UNC, really highly rated recruit, you know, had a lot of struggles at UNC. Um, this is the, but, you know, you know persevered, um, 
and you know came back from a knee injury to continue to play college basketball we didn't have to this is the the kobe white model i've written about in the past right like kobe white really came on strong for the bulls um at the end of the bulls regular season and uh, got to show a lot of the things that he didn't always get the chance to show at carolina because the way carolina plays you hope cole anthony has a lot of that same uh, potential within him to show things that he didn't necessarily get a chance to show at the college level uh, because of, you know, because of the way Carolina plays. Uh, other wings, you got like a guy like Aaron Naismith, right? Just who shot over 40, over 50% from three, I think, for Vanderbilt on great volume, insane volume. Um, a guy who, if you, like a guy who's that good a shooter, like when okay when I'm watching I'm watching the playoffs I'm watching Miami and Indiana play because I picked Indiana to as the team like I was going to try and follow pretty closely uh, in these playoffs and you you watch the fear that Duncan Robinson of all people like instills in defenses just by his ability to like move off the ball and the fact that if you leave him open for a second like the Heat will get the ball to him and he and that's three points. And so you you look at how deadly like knockdown shooters are, and like that is the appeal for a Naismith. Naismith is a knockdown knockdown shooter. And so like yeah, you know with if the board falls like that, you could see you could see like Naismith getting picked at seven. Um, you could see, I mean like Ayeka Akangwu wasn't picked yet, right? And the Pistons Pistons need big men, or and he wasn't picked yet in this mock draft I'm doing. The Pistons do need big men. I know Matt Shook of Locked On Pistons is a really big Anyaka Akangwu fan, right? And I think Akangwu is definitely a he'll be like a very solid player for a lot of years. And again, like watching Miami, you look at how versatile uh, Bam Adebayo is, how uh, how solid he is defensively, and how many positions he can cover defensively, and how his presence kind of papers over a lot of gaps that would otherwise be there for the Miami Heat. Uh, and you see the the potential of kind of like an undersized, super athletic center, and that that's what a Kongwu is. I was actually watching some Kongwu tape uh, last night, and like that dude, he's got bounce. He took off from like ten feet for a dunk, it, uh, like not ten feet uh, in the air, like ten feet away from the rim. Took off from like inside the paint, um, like dunked it and like landed like three feet like past the paint. So it's just like this dude, this dude can jump. <laughs> so yeah, like you know, I so. You know, short mock draft over. You don't care who the Knicks take. The Knicks are going to take somebody, and like that person's going to be screwed. But um, this is just like just to illustrate that there are going to be guys in this year's draft that the Pistons can take that will be good at seven. And just because those guys will not be named Anthony Edwards or Lamelo Ball, Pistons fans should not despair. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I will, you know, last but not least. You this was not this was not the draft to use up all your lottery luck on, right? Like next year's draft with you know Kate Cunningham and Jalen Green and Jonathan Kuzminga and uh, BJ Boston, who I have never like really taken a great look at, but a lot of people tell me he's really good. Um, there's like some more kids on the G League select team. Like, like next year's draft is there's like five dudes like six eight there's like five like six eight ball handlers at the top of next year's draft like that is the draft you want the luck in that is the draft you want the number that's the draft you want the top four pick in so like yeah when the business don't make the playoffs this year and when you know 28 29 30 games 
and end up in a similar position to where the Cavs are to where Charlotte is uh, at this time where, you know, you play hard, you win some games, you surprise some people and you jump in the lottery like that. that that's what you want. You, you it's like this year, this draft, that that scenario matters uh, a lot less. And so like you didn't if you believe in luck, you didn't want to use up all your luck for the Pistons uh, for this draft. So, yeah, that that is that is the instant draft lottery reaction. Um, we will have more. I'm sure we'll have more mock draft stuff. Um, we'll bring you more Pistons content as it uh, as it appears. We'll talk a little bit when the Pistons get to practice uh, in market with the uh, organized team activities that the NBA and NBPA have agreed to. We'll talk about that if we get to view that at all or uh, the press get in, or and the press will get to talk to the guys and we'll talk about what the press asked them and stuff. But yeah, man, like the this is the biggest thing that's happened for the Pistons in the last couple of uh, months, and it's a not great thing. But it's not. This is not like franchise crippling either. Like let's let's be honest with one another. This is fine, and not the dog sitting in the flaming room. This is fine either. Like this is actually like legitimately like it's it's okay. We're not we're not gonna die. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you could tell, but like I I had a beer before I did this. Thank <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Last Chance. That's at L A Z C H A N C E. You can read my writing and analysis of the Pistons on Detroit Bad Boys. That's DetroitBadBoys.com. You can listen to my uh, sultry voice on another podcast, the Detroit Bad Boys podcast. You can find that podcast the same way you found this one. And uh, yeah, we will we will see you guys in the future. Thanks for listening. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than with our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, features, and props to bet on, all available 24/7. And with the return of sports. BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.